can a man get postpartum depression? What's the difference between colostrum and meconium? Where do I register? Do I need to be at the baby shower? What is a baby shower? How does a baby shower work? Do I need to buy all this stuff? How did I get here? What is a womb? How does the umbilical cord How do I pay for this baby? When the woman's what other expenses are associated with water? How does a baby breathe? How does in the poo? How does the send the woman? Can a midwife be a man? Are they going to make me cut the cord? How many times do I pay to care for Are we humans or are we dancers? These are the questions that need answers. These are the things we wonder about. <clears throat> From a studio in the basement, this is How to Make a Baby. How babies are made. This is a story about you. Welcome back, pals. If it is your first time here and you're ready to make a decision for Jesus, go ahead and put your hand up. I thank, thank you. I see you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Carl, is that you, Carl? Carl, put your hand down. Carl, put your hand down. Listen, today we're going to be talking about postpartum depression. And to answer my own question, yes, men can get postpartum depression. We'll tell you what the heck postpartum depression is. We'll talk about the signs to look for in your partner or your friends or yourself. And we'll offer some ways you might help or get help. This is one of those episodes that as your host, I will make a guarantee. And I guarantee you will learn something. If you don't, you get your money back. That's the same promise I make every episode because this is a free show and I can't lose any money on this. More than I'm already losing by just the time of my life that's slipping away moment by moment. Anyways, here's how we're going to structure this one. I'm going to forego my usual hilarious informational introduction because we have an info-heavy expert in part two. In part two, we're going to go into some myth-busting, and um, in part one, we are going to check in with my childhood friend, Valerie, and she tells us about her experience with postpartum depression and what she has learned through it and about it. Let's get into it. Name and age of your kiddo. He's 13 months, and his name is Arlo Wiley Jackson. That's a very cool name. He sounds like yeah. he's ready to like jump out of a western and like with a six shooter. I know he does, or in like a, a classic like country band. Yeah, like him and yes. Willie, they're on tour. Right, right. <laughs> How do you like being a mom? Uh, it's really cool. Uh, it's really hard and it's just a lot of fun too and nothing at all what I expected it would yeah. be what did you expect it would be I was thinking about this earlier I didn't know what to expect before I was even pregnant I was just knew I always wanted to be a mom I love children I love how their brains work I love and so I was always just really excited and eager to be a mom Huh. Yeah. Um, can you tell me about postpartum depression? I can tell you what what I think I know about it. Um, okay. 
it's an like a, a hormonal chemical imbalance and it happens after childbirth if you already suffer from depression or anxiety then sometimes you're more prone to getting postpartum depression i have really bad anxiety so but i didn't see it coming so huh. i think that postpartum depression is like multi faceted it has it has so many different faces and so many di- there's a scale you know like yeah. some people get it more severely than others some need medication some can work it out once it's diagnosed or um but sometimes it doesn't go away also and there is a lot of guilt behind it too can you tell me about that yeah so i think there's so much pressure out there to be a good mom, right? And to be a good dad, of course. But I find myself saying like, oh my God, I'm such a bad mom. Like I did the simplest thing. Like, I don't even know. Like I left the door open and, or something so simple where I'm like, I'm such a bad mom. And then I'm like, why do I put that on myself? Like, yeah. why do I say have to say those words? Like I'm yeah. a bad mom or the guilt of like not, feeling that immediate connection with your baby yeah, that everyone talks about. And I think that's a hard thing to admit for some people. Yeah. I think that to, to go back to something you just said, you, you just said like, there's so much pressure to be a, a good mom and a good dad. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot more pressure to be a good mom. I think like, yeah, <laughs> there was a billboard that was up not long ago that said like being a dad is just showing up or oh, like 90% great. or something. Yeah. <laughs> like the bare minimum of like being ambient to your Yes. Kids. Like just be, pre- just be a figure. Right. A literal figure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a, like a uh, column. Um. <laughs> <laughs> One large pole. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your dad. That's him. <laughs> I'm proud of him. But I think that there's there's another question about what you were talking about with being a good mom or a bad mom. And I feel like that's about identity in terms of like, it's very odd to have your identity changed in an instant, you know, Yeah. where you're pregnant for nine months, you have this kid. So you, you have the opportunity to kind of, to kind of, um, I don't even know if bond is the right word. Like what would, but, but as soon as it comes out, it's like, you're now a mom. Like that's mm-hmm. part of your identity. Yeah. I felt that with being a dad, but you have it. I feel like that's so much more. Like tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, so I don't know. Is there a yeah. question in there? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of moms that I've, that I was talking to, the majority of them were like, oh my gosh, once you have this baby, you're going to feel love like you've never felt before. You're going to have this immediate connection and it's just going to, nothing else is going to matter. And it's going to be like, they were here the entire time. You don't remember life without them. And I'm like, Whoa, I can't wait to feel that. And then Arlo came and I was like, what? Like, I'm not feeling this. I'm just trying to keep this thing alive. Like Mm. I felt just more of like a, a lifeline than anything. And I was so tired and, just, you know, like new parents are, you know, just like, I was like, I didn't feel any of that connection. 
Huh. Like not so much to the point where I would like feed him and then like be like take him away. It wasn't it wasn't that dramatic. Yeah. Um, but I know sometimes it can be. Um, but it was more of just like he didn't do anything other than like sleep, cry, eat, poop. So I was just like in this I was just like going with it and I felt like it was such a it was going so quickly that I was just like I don't I don't have time or energy to to feel what everybody else says I'm supposed to feel. Right. Um, right. And then that lasted like, mm, like for like four months. And I was like, okay, I think, I don't think this is normal or I yeah. don't, or I think that I need some extra help. Yeah. What was the, like, what was the, was there a thing that told you that or like a, a light bulb went off or you were just like, if this doesn't go away, in two weeks or if this if I don't feel better tomorrow I am doing it yeah so um in addition to all of that like not having that connection and just being like feeling totally drained of life and just being like I just need to keep him alive I need to keep him alive um everything else in my day-to-day was so frustrating like it I felt like I couldn't get off of the couch after I'd feed him I couldn't get off the couch to because in my head, I was like, okay, he's asleep. I'm going to go do laundry, dishes, take a shower, all the, listed off all of these things. I'm like, I don't even know the first, te- the first step to get any of that done, which is getting off the couch. Mm-hmm. And I like couldn't even do it. I was just like, it's too, it's too much. And then if I did, oh. once I finally got up, I would like, there was this one moment I like pulled my sweater on the handle in the kitchen and it like pulled and like ripped a little hole. And I was like, mother. And I was like lost my shit completely. And it was like that week that I was talking with one of my friends who um, was like very open about getting help and postpartum. And, mm. and so she's like, call your doctor. It's like, it's the only thing that helps you can't live your life this way right like y- you can't just like you need you need a little bit of extra help yeah. in order to like you should be feeling good like don't sacrifice that you know and thinking there's no way out right so um and mental i mean mental health yes that too but um like after i don't know if like taylor is like feels the same way but after like when you go to your eight-week checkup after like as a mom I couldn't book mine for like almost three months they're like oh we don't have we don't have any space and I'm just like this is my I just went through hell and back and this should be a priority shouldn't this be a priority and I just feel like that's how like women's women's health is like still not as progressive as we need it to be wow so my doctor was like zero help. And then my friend who I said was, um, you know, went through a very similar situation. She, we have the same OBGYN and she called and she was like, I made you an appointment. And I was like, what? Can you she even like, do that? She has like pulls. She know she, she's very connected in like the doctor nurse world. <laughs> and she was like, you're all set. It's for this Friday. And I was like, <laughs> that's amazing. You know, were and, you crying a lot at this oh, time? Yes. And I cry already so much. Yeah. I don't anymore. But like prior to this, I'm just like, everything was making me cry. And I was just like, I'd just be sitting there and I'd be like, 
is this just like a natural release? Like it has to happen. Um, And then I had my appointment with a doctor and it was, I mean, she could tell I was like, girl, you need, you need some assistance. So yeah, it helped. Um, Even just talking to her and like took this huge weight off of me. Do you think, so it's awesome that you had a friend who was, Mm -hmm. who was open and was able to help you out. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it was made easier by some of the current climate around mental health, which is like, there's Mm. counselors everywhere. Or did you feel like it, that none of that really mattered? You just needed that personal connection. I think I just needed that personal connection to get me started because I know all the help is out there. It's like taking that first step. Right. And being like, okay, how do I even go about finding somebody to talk to? Or um, is this as bad as it seems to be? I've always wanted motherhood. I've always wanted this. Why am I, why am I feeling like this disconnection? Right. Um, So it was kind of like, it was like a two-way battle or like, you know, there was just a lot going on that was preventing me from making the next step. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that somebody knew you well enough to be like, yeah. here we go. You're going. I yeah. booked it. You're good. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, you're so important in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What did it look like? <clears throat> like once you actually booked the appointment, like what yeah. kinds of things do they talk about? Or can you kind of peel back the curtain on that a little bit? Of course. Yeah. Um once I had the appointment, it was on Zoom. I like immediately started crying because I'm so uncomfortable with like this. It's a, such a new conversation and everything is coming at me like, you're a bad mom that you don't have this connection. You're actually, you need help. And I'm like, oh my God. So I was completely overwhelmed. So I'm on the phone with my doctor and she's like, okay, we're going to get you help. I'm going to send you over a, like a postpartum scale. It's like a test that uh-huh. you take. The first. Can I ask you, you know, real like, quick? Like, how, what yeah. does that mean? She sent it over. Did she like mail it? Uh, via email. Yeah, via email. Oh, okay. Email. Yeah. I was imagining so, you waiting at your, on your couch for like <laughs> five days. <laughs> yeah. No, it was via um, Gmail. Okay, no. And it was, you basically just, there's 20 questions. You answer them on a scale. So, do you feel happiness in your day to day life? Four points for no, three points for some, not really, you know, two points for sometimes, zero points for always. So you fill that out and then she's like, call me back, fill it out, let me know what your total score is and we'll go from there. And this is, we had already talked about what I was feeling. She was like, is this an emergency? Do you need immediate assistance? And I was like, no, 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 this is helping just to talk about it. I scored a 16 and I was like, I don't know what the scoring means, you know? So I told her and she was like, okay, we're going to get you help. Everyone has a score on that test, but anything over, I think she said 13 points, then you need a little bit of extra help. You need like medication or therapy. And so I was like, okay. And then it's all kind of like making me feel somehow a little bit better because then it's like she's explaining to me that there could there's like a chemical imbalance right and that it's not me it's not that I'm a uh, you know neg- negligent mother it's me just having absolute no control over 
what my hormones are doing. Right. That's really interesting that you say, like, it made you feel better just to know that it's stuff that's going on in your body. It's not, right. was it frustrating for you? Like, why are you doing this body? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know there are so many women out there too that take pregnancy and motherhood and they're just like so cool. And she's like, oh yeah, no problem. I can take that on and I can take this on. I can take schooling on. I can take work. I can do all of this. And I'm just like, why is that making me feel bad? Like I shouldn't, I should be like, that's incredible that you're capable of doing that. Right. Like I'm capable of this. That's one thing I've learned from pregnancy. Everybody is, I can't say it enough. Everyone's journey is so different. Everyone's experience is so different. Yeah. That how can, how can you go back on statistics for anything? Did social media have any sort of Mm. negative impact throughout this time? Um, I think, I don't think so. I think it was actually really helpful. There's a lot of negative social media out there, especially with moms and like painting the perfect picture and like, just like crazy stuff that, but then there's also so much real help out there. And it's like just real moms doing real stuff being like, this is not normal with whatever their situation is, but then explaining little things that helped for them or helped them. After you took this test and you kind of ran through some of that stuff, like what what happened next? So then my doctor explained to me what medication helps and just explained to me how I, if I wanted to choose that route, how I'd start it. And they kind of wean you onto them, onto the drugs. I'm on Zoloft and within two weeks of taking it, I was feeling more like myself. I wasn't getting so upset and so irritable at like, you know, Roland using the wrong pillow or something (laughs) or like pulling the sheets. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's a very normal thing. (laughs) Um, And I was like, okay, I think that this is helping. And then I was getting more sleep too. And I was able to focus on Arlo and a month in, um, I was like already feeling just better being around Arlo. Whether it's him, he was getting older and he was actually building that connection with me then and like responding and reacting or if it just at all, it just helps. And then, so she called to check up on me and I told her how I was feeling and she was like, that's so wonderful. It doesn't always happen so quickly it's really great to hear that it is though, because that just means that it just, this specific drug was like really like synced up to your imbalance. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, are you still able to breastfeed with this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my other question. I was like worried about that too. And it's like extremely safe for breastfeeding. It doesn't affect the baby. Nice. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So you mentioned snapping at Roland. <laughs> how yeah. how was he throughout this? Yeah. So, I mean, you know Roland. Um, he's like, um, he's one of the most patient, genuinely patient and respectful people that I know. And he was so like so hands-on with everything, still is, um, 
when I was going through all of this and he just was like taking, taking on like a lot of my role and his role and was just wanted me to feel happy or me to feel better and more like myself. So he was like very supportive with like any choice that I made. Um, and was also really good at, you know, kind of pushing me to get like, you need, you need, I think some space for yourself. I've got Orlo, like go, go do something or, you know, just like really helpful with like helping me maintain my, my, who, who I am, because that's a huge part of all of this is like not losing yourself in. Right. Yeah. Motherhood, I guess. Big thanks to my dear friend Valerie for joining us to talk about postpartum depression. I put her on the spot at the beginning of this by asking her to define PPD, and she talked about hormones, and I wanted to include a clip from my conversation with Amanda Hoffbauer, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She explains that hormones are a big piece of the puzzle, but not the whole thing. This is also gonna serve as a little teaser for our next episode, which is gonna be just that. We're gonna kind of elaborate on this postpartum depression conversation um, with uh, Amanda Hoffbauer. And we will see you next time for more H-T-M-A-B, how to make a baby. So hormones are definitely a piece of the puzzle, but they're not the whole story. Um, so when we think about mental health, it's it's complicated. There are a lot of factors that impact our mental health, just generally, right? Not, not just during the postpartum time. Uh, but when we look at the postpartum environment, we're talking about lack of sleep, lack of proper nutrition, lack of exercise, lack of connection, lack of routine, lack of freedom, right? Like mm. all these things that uh, you throw that all together and that is a recipe for mental health issues. <laughs>